This is How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Look for updates at facebook.com slash weekendpodcast or h-o-w-w dot a-s slash weekend. While you're there, please subscribe. There are links for iTunes, Android, and more. Hey, Wendy. How was your weekend? Hey, Brian. It was good. It's cold. How are you? It's chilly here, but it, I, I'm not going to go as far as saying it's cold. It's cold. Um, it is like... 30 degrees 39 ish between 30 and 40 degrees here so it is it is a uh, blustery autumn day in nashville tennessee um i think it's about 50 degrees let me double check i don't want to lie here you're winning yeah winning you are winning compared to nashville it is chilly 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 here it's actually uh, supposed to be warmer north of here uh which is uh, it's 53 degrees right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a heat wave, man. Yeah. So, well, which, which is about right. We're heading into Halloween on Tuesday. Do you have your uh, costume picked out? No, I do not participate in Halloween. <sighs> Did You had to have, though, growing up, right? Very rarely. Um, I mean, as a, I mean, honestly, as a kid, I don't think that I had that many costumes. Um, like... For- there, there was one year when I reused the same costume like three times. No, no, I'm saying three years where I reused the same costume. Okay, just, we did we did that too though. Well, once in a while, like I think I, think I told this story before. It was one year. It was Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> you were Pee Wee. Yeah, yeah, nice. Was, yeah, it didn't really fit. Uh, <laughs> the next year, I was Pee Wee Herman with a Freddy Krueger glove. <laughs> and then the next year, I'm pretty sure that I covered it with fake blood and had the glove and it was like the cheapest costume ever <laughs> my first costume that i remember was a smurfs costume i was like four years old and we learned that i was allergic to whatever fire retardant material was in it oh lord that would break out oh, oh lord oh gosh i had okay so i was trying to let's let's do it we could do a little fun before we start the real topic of halloween costumes because it is the halloween season um so the reusable costume that often happened at the case in household was a frog and it was just a big frog head not a pig and nope and you put the big old frog head you know thing over your head and you looked out the frog's mouth so that one got used a couple times um, I was a teddy bear. My mom was really good and she still is at making Halloween costumes. So since it traditionally, it started to snow around Halloween in Colorado. So you were often trick or treating in the snow. Um, so I was a teddy bear and I think I actually did that one other time. Maybe you awesome. that one. I was a pig, uh, kind of my final Halloween costume in middle school, like sixth grade. I think I was a pig. Um, did the cheerleader, but the frog got a lot of use, and then um, that got re- made a lot. I' trying to think of some memorable ones. I was a cheerleader. I was a Cabbage Patch Kid. You know the Walmart plastic mask. I think I was a Cabbage Patch Kid one year. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, but my buddy Davy and Greg, who I always went trick or treating with. Davey was always a troll. He just had a troll mask, and I think he wore that thing every year, and he'd just, like, pick his nose and be disgusting. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then my buddy Greg one year was a bug, like a like a centipede. He had, like, multiple legs, and it was a pretty cool 
pretty cool outfit. But yeah, we had a couple reusables. I can't remember the other ones. Um, trying to think of the other masks, but what, what was we your, did. Go ahead. Was what was my favorite? What was your favorite kind of candy that you got? Oh God. Um. So you know, I I'm not like that was one thing I didn't probably like take in all. Of, okay, well, first of all. How did you get candy? Did you take a pillowcase? Did you take a brown paper bag? Or did you use like a Halloween bucket? Orange orange pumpkin bucket or jack-o'-lantern uh, bucket. Look at, we had, uh, we just did um, like brown grocery bags. But then we learned the pillowcase uh, trick from my buddy Greg. And we started doing the pillowcase deal. Um but I think my favorite candy, not lying, still is one of my favorite. And when it was around, was Laffy Taffy. I love. Well, I I know that. I used to have Laffy Taffy at my desk, and I would use that. I would use that to get my way. Here, Wendy. Here's some what, banana Laffy Taffy. And what was my favorite flavor? Banana. <laughs> and then, what was my other favorite kind of candy? Well, there are two things that I would get. Uh, give you bribe was, me with <laughs> yeah butterscotch which i hate butterscotch dum-dums yep <laughs> uh and then uh i would often uh a couple times i i got uh watermelon blow pops those are pretty yes amazing. oh see so you nailed it i loved laughing taffy and blow pops were probably my like favorite halloween thing um but i remember do you where we grew up well there was one house that gave the full-size candy bars but it didn't happen very often, but my dad, he likes Snickers, so he would steal my full-size Snickers bar. But I, I would actually give it to him because I was, I didn't mind it. I grew up by a very poor trailer park, so I would go mm-hmm. to the trailer park uh, mm-hmm. down the road. Uh, I never got full-size candy bars. Uh, occasionally, I would get those really nasty, that really nasty taffy that comes like in a brown and orange wrapper. It's oh, like yeah. the generic it- stuff. It tastes awful. Yeah, yeah, we had that too. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't think I ever got candy corn. I wouldn't have accepted unwrapped candy as a kid. I hated candy corn, but as an adult, I actually really love it. Me too. I hated candy corn as a kid. I don't remember getting it much. Um, did you ever have the neighbor who gave you like raisins or probably, <laughs> probably? I think my something least favorite one though that I ever got was the now and later. Really? Because it tasted really good, but it was like eating glass. Yeah, they are not good. I had a moment where I enjoyed now and lighters, and then I was like, I really think these things are horrible for my teeth, and it is like you're chewing glass the way it breaks apart. So, But the one thing I got during Halloween that I would have never eaten or gone into like a convenience store as a kid or any other point, part in my life and been like, was gobstoppers. I used to nearly break my teeth with those things. <laughs> but I would remember just getting the little boxes of them for Halloween and being like, these things are actually kind of cool just to like, you know, have. And then it's like, but I would never buy these. I would just eat them during Halloween. Did you, um, so did you have friends? Like I had friends 
that had siblings, me and my brother didn't have to do this that I remember. I think we just ended up putting all of our candy in a big bucket at the house and the whole family had their time with it. But I had friends that would like dump out their candy and trade candy with their siblings or their other friends. And then their parents had like, you could only have so many pieces a night or whatever. I didn't have rules like that. Did you have rules or your friends have rules like that? No, uh, nothing like that. I mean, I guess occasionally I might've gone with my friend Jason, but he was my only friend that he wasn't my only friend, but my only friend that I had any accessibility to um, during the week or whatever when I was away from school. Um, yeah, I didn't have that much. So I'm thinking in terms of like the bags of candy that you get at like Sam's Club or Walmart or wherever where you're trying to get, you know, like the stuff that you would give out. If you just yeah. think in terms of volume, like yeah. Sam's Club has like this big bag. It's like 325 pieces and it's like oh. 15 bucks. Uh, the, my, if my bucket of candy was converted into like a bag that you would buy at the grocery store, it'd Mm -hmm. be like a dollar and a quarter and it would be like 30 or 40 pieces. It was not very much. Not very much. That was probably a good thing for your teeth long term. Did you ever get, and they did this sometimes at school, but there was a family that I recall every year they gave out the popcorn balls. Did you guys ever have those? I probably would have thrown it away. (laughs) It wasn't my favorite thing, but it was traditional when I was a child. Like whether it was at school parties or there would be neighbors and they would do they would do a popcorn ball, which is basically like a popcorn version of a Rice Krispie treat in the shape of a ball. I guess it was to make up like if and then there was one year. I don't know if they still make them too. I can't remember if it was one of my friend's kids were trick-or-treating or or whatever. It was when I was in college or something, and they had those caramel candy apple suckers. I got addicted to those for a little bit when I was on the road judging. It was like, I don't know if it's just because we were always tired and on the go or what, but I would get a little addicted to those from time to time. But I have some pretty good Halloween, Halloween memories. Yeah, I would say my favorite candy that I would get. It was probably uh, Smarties or Sweet Tarts. Yes. Smarties are always a good... Yeah, Smarties are always just a good little sugar rush. Those are pretty good. Pretty standard stuff. Chocolate was always kind of hit or miss because I always felt like you would either... It could be bad or it would melt. You'd put it somewhere. It'd get stale. I don't know. I always liked... I preferred the hard candy kind of taffy... Not that crappy taffy, like you said. That's just disgusting. <laughs> but the but I did enjoy some of that. Yeah, because there was one. Remember the? It, I don't know if they were trying to make it like peanut butter flavored or what. Yeah. It just didn't work. It didn't work well. It's butt so. flavored. <laughs> well, yep, that's exactly right. So, uh, all right, cool. Some fun little Halloween memories. Kind of segue into our. Uh, topic for the week we were just kind of being punchy and like what can we talk about that's funny uh are there any uh halloween characters or events that you were you would say had 15 minutes of fame gosh halloween uh not really i can't think of anything like was chucky a 15 minutes of fame halloween character well okay okay (laughs) if you're talking about seasonal stuff stuff that when I say seasonal, I mean like more ephemeral. Like yeah. last year, the Harley Quinn costume. Oh yeah, from the Suicide Squad, something like that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there were quite a few of those. Like whenever now a big movie this come- year, it's Wonder Woman. That's yeah, this year it's one. Wonder Woman. So yeah, I mean that that always happens. But I can't think of like a like a real character that just popped up at the, at Halloween. Maybe maybe gone. the one from Saw. Oh yeah, that was a thing for a little while too. Yeah. I'm trying to think of kids' characters where it was like that was the thing because with Disney, but it's like those things kind of tend to live. It just depends on the age of the kid. Yeah. Where you're right, it was like everybody wanted to be Harley Quinn last year. Now it's Wonder Woman, but people have been Wonder Woman for years for Halloween. Yeah. So that's not really uh one. I'm trying to think of any of your other Marvel or DC. I mean, Marvel uh, and DC in general. I mean, like Captain America just recently became a big costume for kids. I mean, Iron yeah. Man and stuff like that. Iron Man was huge. Spider-Man's yeah. been a big deal for a long time, but like in popular culture, uh, Iron Man and Captain America are really uh, in the last 10 years. I'm trying to think of, so I was trying to think of two, and we'll say, well, then we'll move on from costumes, but I was also thinking about the, some of the most creative Halloween costumes. And uh, so two come to mind. My niece was Amazon Prime. Yeah, that, I, year, I love that. Two years, so I, I think it was last that. year. So she was a box. <laughs> she, she was a box with all sorts of stuff in it, and she had a prime box on her head. I love it as her hat. Yeah, that was cre- really creative. Landry did good with that. And then our friend Stacy's son was a jellyfish. That was really oh, yeah. cool. Remember last year? I think it was last year. He was a jellyfish, and everybody was like, "This is amazing." She made the costume. So those ones will be some that probably stick with me for a little while. Yeah, that is really cool. The topic we kind of landed on this week was 15 minutes of fame. And have we had our own little brushes of 15 minutes of fame, no matter how big or small and funny, just to reminisce about when we uh, maybe had a moment in uh, our youth or adulthood where it was like, oh, look at I was on in an article or I was this or I was that just because it's kind of funny you know, how those things happen in life and you forget about them. It depends on, I, I've had quite a few, depending on your definition. If it's so, just the amount of eyeballs or ears on me, uh, that's one thing. But if it's actually being notable, um, I, I got nothing. So here's here's the Wikipedia version of it, right? And I, when I was thinking of this topic, I was thinking, okay, everybody's 15 minutes of fame could be different because notable and po- po- like popular culture that's one thing but if it was significant for them in a moment in time where it made them feel you know important in their small community or whatever i would say you know some people would say that was their 15 minutes of fame so the wikipedia version of 15 minutes of fame is a short-lived media publicity or celebrity of an individual or phenomenon the expression was inspired by andy Andy warhol's ah Look at you, smarty pants. In the future, everyone will be world famous for 15 minutes, which appeared in the program of a 1968 expedition of his work in Sweden. So it does say publicity or celebrity, but celebrity is relative, I think, to where you are and who you are and uh, all of that kind of stuff, because pop culture, some people would say is not celebrity to them because of what is important to them. So I just thought, let's be dorky and talk about 15 minutes of fame or people who have had their 15 minutes of fame and what it was for, no matter how big or small. So you, what is one of yours? The first one, I'm going to go, I'm going to 
try to go through a couple. The first one that I can think of, and it was the biggest thing that ever happened to me at that point in my life. I was like six or seven. Mm-hmm. We were back home. There's a theater. I guess theater is the right word. An auditorium called the John A. Walker Center at Wilkes Community College. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would always have all of the we would always have these field trips there where to see like um, shows or listen to music or whatever. When I was six or seven, uh, Slim Goodbody, if you remember him, he was that guy with his so seventies hair, and he wore uh, like a bodysuit that looked like uh, the anatomy of a human body. (laughs) Yep. So I don't even remember the context, but he asked people if they could do anything uh, cool or interesting with their body. So I raised my hand and I went up, and he asked me what I could do, and I proceeded to make fart sounds with my hands. And nice. I got I got to be on stage with Slim Goodbody, and that was the biggest thing that happened to me at that point. That was pretty epic. And how did he not know that asking? How old were you? Do you six think? or seven? Yeah. How did he not think asking kids at that age to come do something would not turn into like a burping or gas related <laughs> topic? I, I think he probably <laughs> expected it. And you know that that stuff goes over, goes over well with kids, and when that was yeah. the target age that he was hitting. So, yeah, how funny! That's cool. Um, that's, that's a little bit cooler than mine. I'm trying to think. So, one of mine, my mom was like, uh, "We have an aunt and a cousin who's moving out of their house that they've lived in for 50 years, and my, you know, me moving recently and everything else. You just tend to find like these old articles or these old things that you're like, oh God, I forgot about that. So, in the cleaning out of their home, they sent some things back to Colorado for my mom to go through. And some of it was her mother's stuff. And there was an article from my seventh, like, middle school newspaper um, that was kind of funny. It was called The Perky Pig Farmer. (laughs) And it was like, you know, people just starting to get into being a part of a school newspaper and stuff like that. And it was talking about how I had been raising pigs for so long and all the things I had to do to get them ready to show. And if you had any questions about 4-H, like, you need to contact Wendy. And it was like, (laughs) mom's like, I totally forgot about this article. I was like, yep, that was pretty much me. If you want to know something about animals in middle school, (laughs) you talk to Wendy. (laughs) So that that was a funny thing that just happened to show up after we had picked this topic. Um, And I had been in a couple other, I think, school articles for FFA and 4-H growing up. But one, one I had mentioned to you last week that was funny and really insignificant. But, you know, at the time, in that age, in that era, in that community of 4-H and FFA and stuff was a big deal. Um, and a good development uh, thing was I was the 1993 Quint Valley Fair queen. That is awesome. What is what does that mean? <laughs> what are the responsibilities? <laughs> so Quint Valley was this little one weekend 
show. It wasn't like a big fair. It was a small community fair where, because a lot of, a lot of, in a lot of cases, your fair queens and stuff like that are often, you're also your rodeo queen. So most of the girls who were fair queens or anything of that time were the horse girls or the rodeo girls. So um, the fact that a pig girl was a, fair queen was kind of hilarious and my friend sarah had um done it the year before and she she raised sheep and did hogs and cattle and everything too but so she talked to me into it but basically quit valley fair is this tiny little out in the middle of nowhere fair that a lot of a lot of people actually showed up for and the community put it on the the county didn't necessarily sponsor it um i think you know they got donations and stuff but it wasn't part of the the normal county extension office and stuff like a lot of other fairs. And so uh, it entailed me going through an interview process. And I think I had to do um, one-on-one interview process. And then I think I had to do like a panel in front of people on the stage interview. And then after that, you for the remainder of the year just had to ride in parades and so since I didn't have to have a horse I often had to borrow a horse so I rode in a couple parades and then I um, I think I had to judge a couple of the like crafts or something like that something small I gotta um, judge some of the you know non animal related uh, things and then I think I had to go to like a host kickoff dinner and then you were just supposed to be like an advocate or an ambassador for 4-H in youth in the community of livestock showing and fair, you know, just all of that stuff. So um, it was pretty corny. And so I was in a couple papers and I had a banner and a little tiara and I got a handout. Oh, but the most important thing is I got to hand out ribbons. So... I handed out ribbons at the fair, at the Quint Valley Fair when I wasn't showing and then the Arapahoe County Fair, which was a bigger, bigger fair, um, I was like kind of the ribbon girl there too. Yep, that that was the responsibilities for a whole year. That's cool. <laughs> that is really cool. That's like way better than anything I've done. <laughs> so it was it was fun. I just always thought I always felt cheesy because me and my friend Sarah kind of made fun of stuff like that, and then her mom convinced her to do it and she got it and then she's like okay you're going to do it next year and we did it it actually was a lot of fun um so i was in the paper a couple times for that and i think i may have been interviewed or something for radio or something with that now that it's coming back to me but uh that was kind of my first out in the spotlight uncomfortable thing (laughs) yeah i don't know that i've had anything specifically like that um happened to me i was on i was on um i was on the local news when i was like nine years old really they interviewed me about raising pigs at the fair so it was the fair and all my friends were in the background being a bunch of heathens you know um but my, my mom always cracks up so it was the local nine news channel and um, I don't even remember seeing it on the news. I don't remember any of that. But they were just interviewing me about what it was like to raise pigs and asking me questions about like the waters that we had in the pens and the, what is their what is their tail for? And so I think my response to the camera 
for this newscast was like, oh, well, you know, it's just part of a pig, but it's really handy to like steer him around. Like you can grab it and kind of drive it, like steer him where you need him to go. <laughs> Like, That's okay. awesome. So I I don't know if that is archived deep somewhere in the Nine News Channel uh, vault that I I need to find that because I was like of all people why did they go through the pig barn and find me and my friends were around me and they're like anybody want to do an interview and they're like she will <laughs> and I was the I was the quiet one and I'm so then they're all behind me just being a bunch of bunch of heathens giving me bunny ears and I'm like trying to be all serious and on camera so <laughs> that was like 15 minutes of fame early on. <laughs> So I've never been really on TV. I've been heard on TV quite a bit. Um, oh, really? In a couple of different, well, a couple of different channels. Okay. Um, there was a Tech TV, which was a not very popular cable channel back in the late 90s and early 2000s. It was for, at first called ZDTV for Ziff Davis, the magazine publisher, TV. Then it became Tech TV. I'd called, I, I, I called quite a few times and got on the air for like their... Uh, help shows and stuff and to ask questions. That's hilarious. I've never even heard of anything like that. Yeah. Um, I, there was a news talk TV back in the nineties during the uh, boom of like conservative talk radio. And, um, imagine Fox news, but less transparent. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I mean, it was all, you know, call in stuff. So I called in there quite a few times and I said some su stupid stuff. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I was, I mean, I, yeah, again, my first job was in radio. So, I mean, that, that almost doesn't count, but I've been, I've called other, I've been on other radio stations like nationally syndicated programs and stuff. Um, I used to but say that's a big deal. I mean, now syndication is a whole other, I mean, yeah. it's such a massive animal now, but Back in the day, you'd have been famous. Well, I used to prank call radio shows. <laughs> you did? Like, I did. Well, how would... Okay, you have to share. How do you prank? I can't, I can't go too far into it. One of the shows was called uh, Love Lines or something. That one actually oh! may be going on still. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, I would just call in with made-up stories and ask for advice about just completely ridiculous stuff. And the thing is, it, you have to, I mean, the, you have to have it, it has to be plausible enough to get on the air, mm -hmm. but it also has to be funny enough for you to get a kick out of it. So I can't tell you how many times I did that. <laughs> I loved doing stuff like that. I was Sean nice. from Charlotte when I called in to, Sean, to the, from Charlotte. Sean from Charlotte. That doesn't shock me at all. Actually, not even a little bit. No, uh-uh. <laughs> I um I'm trying to think of any other like quirky little things. Most of the stuff for me was being like when I was in competitive either judging or sports or whatever would be being in, you know, articles, local papers, stuff like that. I did make it into the Purple Circle magazine in college for judging, which was to the livestock community like a pretty huge publication. Um and so me and the judging team were in there. Um, so that was pr probably pretty it, but pretty much it. But it, it's now my fame in the, the livestock industry has flee is fleeting and gone, and I haven't had any moments as of recent to say I had 15 minutes of fame. But then I was trying to think of some of my friends who either 
have had 15 minutes of fame or interesting stories. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure I've had people talk about that, but I can't remember, you know, their stories or why it was that they ended up on television or knew somebody famous and then they were linked to him for a little bit or anything like that. So something may come back to me. I'll have to think about my friend Fern, her son. I can't remember. This is horrible. I should have looked this up. It's just coming back to me now. But her son, they went to a Yankees. Was it a Yankees Mets game? I can't remember which game it was. So it would have been back in the 80s or the 90s and the kid caught the ball in the outfield and like totally disrupted the play it was like a huge game god i wish i could remember the story that is awesome that was it was their son their son's friend and this kid has been you know was known for like a long time as the kid who totally caught the ball and disrupted the play and all this kind of stuff and they took him to the game and so i always think about that when i think of fern because that was a pretty awesome story because it was an all like it was national you know news and he was only i don't know seven seven nine years old something like that he was a kid so (laughs) um, i was like nothing like that's happened to me (laughs) yeah nothing like that um you've got to have some pretty you have to have friends who've had their 15 minutes with all the interesting things that you're interested in yeah i mean well i mean i had quite a few friends who were featured like in major newspapers or whatever or Mm -hmm. on tv um, recently a friend of mine was in, I think it was the wall street journal, uh, quoted, uh, for, I think it was, a, it was, they were talking about the rise of, um, internet, uh, companies that basically are that disrupt, uh, existing, uh, business. So I think they were talking about dollar shave club. Oh yeah. And, uh, he was contacted oh oh god i just forgot the worst one uh, i'll share it in a second he was contacted by the uh <laughs> i've never shared that one on the podcast uh he was contacted by the wall street journal um uh to give some thoughts about dollar shave club because i guess they did a scrape of twitter and he had talked about it quite a bit uh-huh. and same friend had been on the cover of like the biggest newspaper i guess in atlanta and a lot of the other a lot of other things I completely forgot about this one, and I pro- I I don't know that I should even talk about it, but I'm going to. Um, you can use aliases if you need. No, to. we talked last week. Was we talked about my nephew Noah? Yeah. And oh. there was that time when Noah was on the front page of the digital edition of the New New York Times. Yep, I remember. I recall this now. I still have the screenshot of it. I don't. I I'm pretty sure it's featured in the in the newspaper as well. But he was definitely his face was plastered on the front page of the very first article of the digital version of the times which is huge yeah do you want to say what it's about or not it was about how depressed my hometown is basically Uh, it was an article that uh, was written about uh, depressed areas in the south and uh all and high high like a lot of it was around election time correct yeah uh how and how people were were giving up hope uh for a future and so, of course, they went to a vape shop, and mm-hmm. my wife's brother-in-law, Noah's dad, is very much into that, and uh, he was more than happy to be featured in the uh, 
in the New York Times article. Uh, he, he was an open book, I'll say. <laughs> so, so Noah had his uh, 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. On the New York po- or wait, New, York, it, Times, New York Times, the Times, the Times, the biggest, yeah. most pop, the biggest, most important newspaper in the in world. The, yes. Hello. Uh, my nieces, Landry McKinley, I think this was last summer. No, summer before last, uh, were on the RF, um, DTV. They were on, uh, RF. Yeah. Roll oh, farm. Yep. Yep. I was watching they that were. yesterday. Yeah. They did a, they did a, uh, they covered the World Pork Expo and Pork Council and stuff like that. And so they had interviewed my brother because he's on the National Pork Producers Council and all that. And then he had the girls as part of that and like fam, you know, how families come together and continue the, the growth of the industry and just the show and the world pork expo itself. And so the girls were in there and they interviewed both of them briefly. And then they were on RFD TV so that they've had their little moment of television fame on a much broader station than my local news station that I was on. So that they've had that too. Um, I love RFD TV. I don't know that it would have more viewers than your local news station to be completely honest. (laughs) I think it's become, I think it's become, I mean, I think it's slowly gained some, I think they've changed up their programming a little bit. Not that it's, again, this massive thing, but they have started to have booths at some of these events that I've been at with my brother and my nieces and stuff. And they've got some, um, there is a show and I need to watch it and I haven't yet, but I, I was introduced to it at the world pork expo called farm her and it's about women in agriculture neat and so yeah and that was that was pretty cool so i think they've i think they they're broadening and changing up their programming a little bit to draw a uh, greater interest into it but um when i think of 15 minutes of fame when i say 15 minutes of fame to you what are some celebrity politicians you name it what are some random 15 minute of famers that you have to google when you think about them um gosh 15 I mean, so it's in my mind definitively 15 minutes of fame means fleeting so it mm-hmm. for me that it, it just means that they show up and they go away so i mm-hmm. think of somebody like um honey boo boo <laughs> think of that one <laughs> so that's the first one that comes to mind or those duck commander guys with the beards oh they're still around though. yeah but duck nobody Dynasty? cares oh i think oh yeah I you, might have, you might get some haters from that comment. um i think of um i think of octomom i forgot okay. she was a thing yeah, she was because it was just creepy and weird all at the same time. All of it, I think of her. Uh, I think of I often. Do you think of some of the like Olympian? The Olympians tend to get kind of some of their fifteen minutes of fame. Some some it sustains, but but others it does not. Um, so I think of like Nancy Kerrigan and oh god, that whole debacle. Um, I think some people would say, uh, Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> yeah. So in that vein, I don't know 
if she was really 15 minutes of fame, but you know. So in, in that, in that vein, I mean, there are people who have 15 minutes that are just enduring. They're only famous for being famous. Like the freaking Kardashians. They, yeah. they add nothing to the world or society yet. They're famous. Correct. Correct. That's right. And it's like, okay, they got some publicity for like anybody on a reality TV show. Honestly, yeah. well, she got publicity for a sex tape that leaked. Then she got a TV show. Yeah, she did. She did. But I do think a lot of people on reality TV shows like that's a lot of even though they made last couple of years or seasons or whatever. I do think that they end up having their their 15 minutes of fame eventually and then become um, I don't want to call them irrelevant. That seems harsh, but no, they it's, get, that's fair. <laughs> they are no longer famous and they're no longer. But I'm also trying to think of um some other random cases of 15 minutes of fame that were either tragic, sad, or, uh, you know, I don't know. There's, there's so many of them. I think a lot of people, and I think it depends on what people want to call famous or not. Like I said, there's the Wikipedia version, which is celebrity and publicity and things like that. But I think there are those geniuses who made their impact. They introduced whatever it was that they did and then it becomes such a staple in everyone's life. They forget. Um, so a couple of my favorite ones are uh, like the guy from the Bed Intruder song uh, from a few years back. What was his name? I have uh, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Antoine Dodson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Antoine Dodson is my probably my favorite 15 minutes of fame person of all time. I love okay. I love that thing. And what were they interviewing? He uh, somebody had broke into his house and tried to. Um, assault his sister and he interrupted the crime and kept it from happening and the guy fled out the uh, window of, That's the, right. of the apartment yep. and he was being interviewed for the local TV news and he was very flamboyant and very uh, just entertaining uh, it was the best thing ever and uh, one of the uh, songify uh, songs or whatever was made um, about it called the bed intruder song, which is, I love, I still, that's still on my Spotify playlist, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I also think about, um, so a lot of, a lot of things from the eighties and nineties were like 15 minutes of fame. So if you think about a lot of the musicians, I think musicians often have more 15 minutes of fame than anybody. Because they might have like one hit album or a couple hit albums in a short amount of time and then they're gone. So think about like a lot of the boy bands that ever existed. I mean, so I, I would consider that stuff like one hit wonders, which is, I would say, a, a flavor of uh, 15 minutes of fame. But I think I, in my mind, that's distinctly different. That is. Well, OK, so. There, so then that's a whole other topic is one hit wonders because there's a bunch of those. But I think a question would be is, do you think that 15 minutes of fame becomes more prevalent now because of reality TV? I don't think it's reality TV so much as it's just the easy way that uh, media can be spread across the Internet. I mean, I think between like Facebook and YouTube, um, it's just 
so easy for somebody to become notable very quickly and then forgot be forgotten about. Yeah, uh, happens happens all the time. Yeah, I think it's just it's more prevalent and there's more of it now than there ever has been. Um, I'm trying to think too. Like Snooki, uh, I think. But when we were talking before, uh, that was somebody that was. Um, had 15 minutes of fame for no reason yeah. whatsoever. Well, and I, so a big one that you, I think some people would argue, but then it's, I think it's children of famous people or, um, notable people who had a stinted public eye of some kind. Like I think of Paris Hilton, right? Yeah. So obviously her family is incredibly wealthy and, you know, well known for their business, but she trying to turn it into celebrity, which people would probably can still consider her celebrity. But at the same time, it's like, okay, that was her attempt at being, being different, being taking it in a different direction. And it's like, you say Paris Hilton now, and most people are like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Who is that? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I completely forgot about this one. Okay. Chewbacca mom. Chewbacca mom. Oh, see. is she like a YouTube? See, YouTube too. Like people become these YouTube since. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> she literally got a Chewbacca mask from like Target or something and put it on and giggled about it and shot a video. It became very popular. Yeah. Those people often end up on Ellen, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> so I I did something corny a couple weeks ago when the Halloween costumes were just coming out. This year, have you been to Target? Have you seen like all these random Halloween hood head things they've got going on? Um, I have, yeah, actually, yeah. Okay, so it was probably the first week in October or maybe right before that into September. They had this huge unicorn head, and I was like, yeah, me and unicorns, whatever. I'm not a unicorn, but I put it on my head, and I took a selfie, and I sent it to some friends (laughs) and said, what do you think about this for for my Halloween costume? And they went, that's just stinking creepy. But in my head, I was like, if I was clever, and I had something interesting to say right now, I could probably post this, and it would go stupid viral just because I stood in Target, took a picture and said something goofy with a unicorn hood on. Like yeah. that's how easily we're entertained anymore, I swear. Yeah. yeah, I think there has to be some level of irony or some intrinsic I mean, maybe not. Uh I think usually some sort of intrinsic memeable aspect to something uh before it can be um transmitted that way what are you trying to say me and a unicorn hood is like hat mask whatever the whole thing goes over your head what do you call that it's uh, like a hood and it's gonna say a hood okay me and a unicorn hood couldn't be like you don't think i could pull it off and be that funny come on kill me i'm sure you could (laughs) i'm just saying i'm just saying the qualities therein of the unicorn (laughs) horn isn't going to do it you'd have to you'd have to do something it'd have to be something uh amazing yeah. Yep. I'm not amazing like that. I'm not amazing I mean, so like I, that. I, like I'll say this: I I post stuff to Twitter yeah. and Facebook all the times, and I lay it on thick. And I have never had anything retweeted more than like seventy or eighty times. Yeah, I do think that. So you said something interesting about how, right? So so 
media what it was back when radio or TV was one means of your 15 minutes of fame. Now you have YouTube, you have Twitter, you have Instagram, you have Facebook, you have whatever all Snapchat, whatever these 50,000 social media things are. I don't even know anymore. Um, but you're findable in a way like your buddy. It, he's now published, you know, and quoted in a well, well-known publications because of his consistent response to a particular topic and asked to quote, you know, to be quoted about it in a publication that could lead to something else. So it's interesting where people may find the source of their 15 minutes of fame now compared to when we were children. Maybe. You know, I don't know. If it, I, I don't I th- know if it's interesting or if it's just. I think, like silly. being quoted. I think, like you would think that being on the cover of the digital version of the Times would have been life changing, but it didn't do anything. Being listed in the uh, New York Times, uh, that I mean, it had no impact. Being in the Wall Street mm-hmm. Journal had no impact. Another somebody, somebody else I know was uh, mentioned in the in USA Today uh, this past year. No impact. Um. Another friend had been mentioned in another newspaper. No impact. I I think that you know if 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 we if being on TV were a novel thing, you know, collectively it would be more impactful for somebody's life. But I just something we take for granted now. And there's so many. It's, when there were three TV channels, it was a big deal. But yeah. now that there's a thousand of them, I yeah. mean, I mean. A thousand. I mean, there's a thousand. There's hundreds and hundreds of TV channels. There's thousands and thousands of podcasts. There are hundreds of newspapers. You know, somebody's got to produce that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, the I I think there's only so much celebrity. I, I think to when go it, around. Yeah. So I yeah I I, I, I don't really oh, think it's that big of a I deal. I wanted you to say that. I wanted you to say that. I do think that there's only so much of it to go around. And I think what the interesting thing is in our society today is where what people get credit for being celebrity for. And I wish it was more meaningful than what it is currently in our society. Yeah. You know, I would rather sit and watch 15 minutes of somebody doing some incredible thing, uh, giving back or... You know, the the even out of the tragedies, like, you know, unfortunately, through the Harvey and stuff, I'd rather watch all those stories of people step up, stepping up and being incredible people and getting all sorts of accolades and their 15 minutes of fame for that than some of this other garbage that's out there. So you just said something that triggered. You said accolades and semi famously, there was a wrestler in the 80s who who, who, in an interview called it allocades. This guy was (laughs) super famous in his time but now he could probably if he if he weren't in a, in a wheelchair he'd probably be a greeter at walmart mm-hmm. so celebrity is also fleeting yeah so i mean like when it's gone it's gone mm-hmm. uh so it's 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 interesting well, how like very even, few people can make a comeback yeah it's interesting how like real celebrity not 15 minutes of fame but real celebrity is such a fleeting thing and just because you were a big deal to millions of people 20 years ago doesn't mean you're squatting anybody now. So it's one of those things that you have to cultivate it to keep it enduring. Mm-hmm. It's just really interesting to me. I don't want to be a celebrity. Yeah, me neither. I'm not wired for it. 
I think I, it would be exhausting. I get weirded out when people want my autograph now. So if everybody wanted my autograph, it would <laughs> okay, just be... Okay, nobody's ever wanted my autograph. I want your You're autograph. You're me all over the... Pro- <laughs> it's not going to be worth anything. <laughs> yeah, that's what I tell people. It's not going to be worth anything. But who are we to judge what somebody feels is important and exciting for them? That is a compliment at the highest if somebody wants your autograph. That's I guess. Cool. One of the one I would say I wouldn't say at the highest. There's many things, but it it's very com- like it's a co- huge compliment if people want that. You made some kind of impression, lasting impression on that person, so you should be very proud of that. Yeah, I guess so. So, well, it was kind of an odd topic, but I thought it was interesting just because it's. I think again one of those things where it is all fleeting. Um, and having 15 minutes of fame may or may not change your life, but it is also what make what is important and what seemed like a big deal at certain parts in your life um, that made you feel like you were maybe famous for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I really like the topic. I, I think I, what I like about this is it's sort of a chance to like not only share things that have happened you know, with us to the world, but also, I mean, we learn stuff about each other. I think that's great. I love it. We do. We do. We learn dorky things about each other because we are dorky, but they're all part of who we are. So thank you for entertaining my silly topic and reminiscing a little bit about the Halloween. I'm excited for Halloween. I won't be trick-or-treating. I don't have little ones around me, but the weather's changing and... This is the first year I've kind of really been like, oh, Halloween's coming. This will be interesting. Maybe I'll go to the community center by me and just kind of, I don't want to be creepy stalker person just checking out all the costumes, but I may go for a walk in the park and see see what kind of random ghouls and goblins I run across. Cool. So have a great Halloween and we'll talk to you next week. You too. We'll see you then. This was How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Please subscribe at our website, was slash your weekend. That's H-O-W-W dot A-S slash your weekend. Please leave a review and tell a friend. 